We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And welcome to the Gilcast. I am Davis Maddock. You are either listening to this on the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast feed or the Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy Football Podcast feed. Uh, Sammy Reed on vacation this week. He, uh, you know, he's just sitting on the beach in Mexico. We were just sweating the shit out of the Eagles. We took the Eagles and Survivor, and uh, you know, he's just out in in you know Puerto Vallarta sipping mai tais. So special guest this week, as always, Nate Noling is going to be with me. But Mr. Justin Herzig from EstablishTheRun.com is joining us. And, of course, the people's favorite. Blender, I got to hand it to you, man. I said during the week, I said, Sammy's going to be gone. We want people that far and away, you were the number one most requested ask. People people wanted, people like when you come on the GoCast, Blender. They hate my voice, though. Well, you know, I, I find your voice uh, oddly soothing because I've listened to you do so many hours of soccer DFS podcast so it doesn't it doesn't bother me but this is what the people wanted we are recording this I mean Jalen Hurts just scored that rushing touchdown against the Buffalo Bills about 
97 seconds ago. So this is coming to you fresh in our four-man. Davis Maddox scores 162.14 points. Nate Noling and Justin Herzig unknowingly duping each other with 160.56 points. And Blender plays the double tight end team. He scores 138.86 points. And you know what? Sammy was about to have a losing day because Sammy and I played the same team. I swapped. Sammy did not swap, I think, because he just didn't really care. He got a uh, a 5.30 invite from someone he didn't know, and so he just he just rolled it. And uh, he was going to lose, guys. Sammy was going to be on the beach, and he was going to lose. And then Jalen Hurts scored a 18-yard uh, rushing touchdown uh, in, in overtime. So that's the story of the Gilcast, right? Sammy on the beach making money despite, you know, purposely playing bad, essentially. It is. What it's unreal. So you guys had the chalky you 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 were on the chalky train team. Yes. So that was the, the most team, duped team in the $25 double up at least. So this was the most duped team. Uh this was the team that I swapped off of. I played Jalen Hurts, Isaiah Pacheco, Jonathan Taylor, Rashad White, Justin Watson, Tank Dell, Josh Downs, Trey McBride, and the Chiefs defense. We're gonna go, we're gonna do the rest of the show before we start talking about swapping stuff. So Herzig, you and Nate played the same team. I got no issues with what you guys played. I think it was a good team. The only really the only thing I I, I have two questions. The first being Lawrence versus Hertz. What was just sort of your thought process on that? And then how did you end up with Ramondre in the flex? Because that was it was in sort of the range of like being within a point or a point and a half of the optimals, but was not quote unquote, the optimal. How did you come? How'd you come up with that? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I think the Trevor Lawrence first hurts for me came down to two things. One, I didn't really do much with the money. Like I was trying to use that money more. And I was like, okay, I'm going from Stevenson, getting up to like ETN or someone. I knew I was going to be playing Justin Watson. So what am I doing with that extra cash? And I just didn't have enough like wide receivers or an elite running back to spend up with. And then also as we got closer to lock, the weather just kind of started sounding pretty ugly um, in that Buffalo Philly total wasn't really changing, but it sounded like that second half was just going to be abysmal and uh, turned out the opposite where, I mean, it felt so sharp when Jalen Hurts had like what we were joking, 37 yards at halftime or something ridiculous. I think he, I think he did though. <laughs> like literally, literally. I mean, he, he, he seemed the, the he, I think, I think he had 84 passing yards at half to be fair. Insane, insane. And then the Ramondre. So this lineup, I think, was Kirk. Would have, Christian Kirk instead of Ramondre would have been like the more optimal. That projected. was the dupe. That was the dupe train. Okay. And my thought was just looking at it, like, I mean, this was a great matchup for Ramondre. He's actually been getting a little more volume. I don't care who's playing quarterback on that team. Like he has actually seen a little more kind of usage and efficiency. And Christian Kirk, like with Zay Jones back, it's not a guaranteed smash. Like I mean, we've I think three of his last games, he only had like six targets or two out of three last games. So that's where I felt it was. Ramondre just felt, it felt like a little better cash option. All right, Blender, you did roughly the same thing that these guys did. You played Trevor Lawrence. You played Jonathan Taylor. You played Rashad White. You played Tank Dell. You played Josh Downs. You played Trey McBride. You played the Patriots defense. But you opted for no Michael Pittman Jr., for Christian Kirk and Dalton Kincaid. 
break me. Break, uh, just I'm, the I'm double, glad, the double tight everyone, end with I'm Kincaid. The double chose, tight end with Kincaid. I'm glad everyone chose to play the sixth option on the Chiefs for one target. <laughs> Get there on one pass, but that that essentially, I mean, I make my cash teams by I aggregate projections and I run like the top ten and then I pick one. So like, it's a ninety second process at most. And to me, the the decision. So thanks for coming out. Work. Thanks for joining. Thanks for joining the program, Blender. Right, but I mean, to, but <laughs> but there's a in between all those lineups. There's like one. It's one point of mean. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that the variance is different on the position. So I prefer to choose the ones that are the narrowest ranges. So I saw it's like, like okay, the optimal was the exactly literally the one that that you the, the dupe train was the yeah. with Hertz with. I had Hertz and Watson in that lineup with Rashad. Either you played Rashad White, or the or and the Chiefs def, uh, and the Patriots defense, or Pacheco and the the Chiefs defense, two v two. And then right. I'm like, well, do I really want do? It's cash. Do I want a three k wide receiver that his prop is one and a half minus one? I mean, like on receptions, I'm like, I don't want to do that. So I'm like, okay, if I don't play Watson, what what's what's the team? And then that's the team that I. So I think I think you you know what I definitely I mean in like zero percent of the range of outcomes am I ever playing Kincaid? But I don't think that your thought process of I don't want to play Justin I, Watson. To, what, to, to what, be what, what to be, cl- to be clear, yeah. I wanted to play Ramondre Stevenson over Christian Kirk. I thought sure. Ramondre yeah. was a very a very sharp. I played him in a bunch of GPP lineups. Uh, I preferred him over Christian Kirk, but I didn't have the spot for that. I couldn't. I still need. I still need three wide receivers. And then Josh Downs at forty eight hundred. Yeah, he's eighteen hundred dollars more than Justin Watson, but he actually he he's he's going to get five five for fifty type. Josh, I, I Josh Downs, Dalton Kincaid is a similar Josh, type of Josh guy. Downs accomplished something I maybe have never seen before. 13 Josh targets. Downs, more, more targets than fantasy points. I, I just don't, you really do not see that on DraftKings.com all that often. Now, Blender, like you said, I, I think the Justin Watson stuff, I mean, uh, really, we should probably spend some time talking about it because this was sort of like, this was sort of like Marvin Mims in week one when we all just kind of had this collective hallucination that this, that this $3,000 wide receiver was going to crush. And, and I, I mean, look, I was just as much of a part of it as, as anyone, you know, right. McKinnon's out, Tony's out, Hardman's out. He ran all these routes. It was the fewest routes that Marquez Valdez Scantling had run since he signed as a member of the Kansas city chiefs. But you know, Nate, what we forgot was that, Justin Watson was running about 75% of the routes for the Chiefs last year and was uh, Chris Hogan. I mean, he was a cardio king and it was no, it was no, I mean, the, 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 the people who played him got so lucky to get the scramble drill touchdown. For sure. For sure. To me, it wasn't about Justin Watson in a vacuum. It was about like what he allowed me to do. And I thought the Michael Pittman and Tank Dell combo was the sharpest move to make in cash. I, I, I mean, I do think Ramondre over, uh, Kirk was an edge that I felt really good about, but I thought the other edge was everyone was deciding between Tank and Pittman and getting both, I thought had a significant edge. And to me, that's what Watson allowed me to do. It wasn't that I thought Watson was like the greatest value play we've ever had. It was more, he, he's a play who's going to be on the field for Patrick Mahomes running routes. Like, and he allows me to get these two wide receivers that I think are the two best wide receiver values on the whole slate. So 
yeah, it, it to me is less of Justin Watson and more of like what he allowed you to do. And I think people people didn't understand how good Pittman and Tank together were. Well, to well, be too fair, I wanted to play Pittman over Tank, but I didn't want to well, have Well, that would have been I would have given you I would have well, given I, you I, the I, F minus. I didn't, didn't you, want to play been, both the receivers been, you and been their backup running back. Yeah, you would have been, well, oh time. yeah. I mean, okay, Herzik, let's talk a little bit about Jonathan Taylor. If I would have told you, if I would have shown you the the playing time breakdown and and the touch distribution between Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor, and I would have said, this is what you're getting. I mean, how fast would you have excluded Jonathan Taylor from from all your shit, seeing how much Zach Moss was playing? I mean, it has been quite the roller coaster for Jonathan Taylor. Like, we finally, the last two weeks, we finally get the Jonathan Taylor usage, and we're like, okay, we can trust it. And then Zach Moss just comes right back. And, like, the entire two-minute drill at the end of the half was all Zach Moss as well. He was in on a goal line early on. I, I don't know. I'm I feel like I've I've been fading Jonathan Taylor all year from like best ball and mostly DFS perspective. And I finally jump in on it and I feel lucky to have gotten those two touchdowns. Um, but wait, can we Justin Watson real quick? I want to say with the 3000, I think this was a mean median play because I agree with Blender that like there was a decent chance this is going to be a zero. So like from a mean, I mean, no, hey, it's fine. We expect it from like that median, but the highest target, the highest targets percentages for the past two games were the highest any receiver for the Chiefs have had all year. And those were both Justin Watson. And so, like, there was this scenario that he was actually eclipsing him, becoming that kind of number one wide receiver. And if he did get those, how, what do you get? How many targets last week? I know it was like 29% target share. That was at least 11. in the cards. Yeah. yeah. That was at least in the cards for a 3,000 wide receiver. At the end of the day, I just play cheap wide receivers that have one touch, one target, and one touchdown. Rondell Moore, Justin Watson. We'll oh, see what so is next true. week. It's so true. It's so true. It's so true. Literally, Trent the same Irwin thing. the week before week that. After. It's been every oh, that's right. Trent Irwin. Start, and it was the first like first series, maybe even like first pass of the game was ah oh, yeah there we go. That's the name of the game. Find a cheap receiver. You're gonna get one target, but it's gonna be a touchdown. Easy game. So, in retrospect. I do think probably the field, like optimal distribution, the ownership should have been closer between Greg Dorch and Justin Watson. That's not, it's not how it turned out. Um, I did, I mean, you, you want, I was, I was too deep in the weeds this morning. I was looking at the touch, uh, the snap distributions in the Browns game that Wilson was out, but Pascal played. That was the Clayton Toon game where they gained like 87 yards on offense. And Dorch actually, played 44% of the snaps there, but it was like all passing down stuff and Hollywood played the entire game. So I was like, these are pretty indicative. I, I maybe should have thought about that a little bit more, but we, we are too far in this podcast before I've delivered myself. Just the, the largest dunk I could have, I made, I made the 2015 idiot error. I, I was not paying attention this morning and I left Rashad White, who was, in the early games in my flex position instead of Isaiah Pacheco. Now, obviously what is funniest about this is that I did not play Trevor Lawrence in my lineup and I did not play Michael Pittman Jr. in my lineup. So I was pretty sure I was behind. I was like, I, I thought I was probably behind. Oh, I was behind your guys team by a lot. And I was behind the median teams by a good bit. So I ended up swapping, but I think I'm realizing that if I would have had that flex position open, I would not have played the team that I did. And no, I would have played, you got lucky. I would have played Josh Allen. I would have played 
either Khalil Shakir, which I ended up doing anyways, or or Gabe Davis, and then I would have ended up with another bum, probably Bill, in the flex. But because I had the Byron. flex locked up and I could only play a running back, I played, I swapped. Uh, what I what I eventually ended here, this is this is my team. Uh, I played, this is the longest story in the history of Gil class. Just, just <laughs> yeah, so I, I swapped. Nobody I swapped. I swapped Hertz to Kyler. I swapped Isaiah Pacheco to Kyron Williams. I swapped Justin Watson to Khalil Shakir. And I swapped the Chiefs defense to the Broncos defense. So ran Pierre on literally every single one of those other than Kyler versus Hertz. Uh, owned the libs yet again. I mean, that's the story of the year, Nate. I, have I was we so tilted. When at 12-10, <laughs> I look at Davis's lineup and I go, oh my, I cannot believe this. He locked. And I knew, I knew you were going to be dust and need to. Oh, sleep. had like, it, there was there was no there was way no it way. could have existed. Ruining, missing, missing the flex. I mean, like obviously, I knew I was going to have to swap. Yeah, you called so. you called your swap at like twelve fifteen. It doesn't matter. Like Rashad White was at ninety six yards. You already told yourself there's no way he's getting the bonus. You already built in your mindset like I am swapping no matter what. I've screwed myself over with the flex, and then to actually swap into Kyron. 41 points for Mr. I'm only going to get like, you know, two to one on the actual touches, Kyron, and it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, all hail Davis swap. Well, I'd rather I'd rather be lucky than good, but that's, I mean, that's truly the theme of the year. Like Nate has done this. Sammy has done this. I mean, we've all on this program swapped into, uh, I mean, we all, all three of us swapped into the Kelsey Giga Burger. Uh, I swapped swaps. The, the Dax. I mean, it's been, it's been, unbelievable i guess blender you looking at your lineup with christian kirk with 12 points downs with nine were you thinking about swapping at all or you were just like i have trevor lawrence like i'm 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 home I, I think i was fine i also have kincaid yeah with mcbride so i i i know i'm not going to run into that many kincaid lineups because they're because i have mcbride i'm blocking mcbride i got the patriots defense against people that are having the Chiefs defense because it's not like the Patriots defense really was that as owned as I thought it was going to be. No, because everyone ended up doing twice as owned in the double. People needed the hundred bucks. There were a bunch of lineups where people needed the hundred bucks. And I thought that Rashad White and Pacheco and Taylor, like those are the running backs that I'm up against. So it's like I have two of them. Like I think Rashad White 16 against Pacheco is fine. So yeah, I I don't think I don't think you should have swapped. What am what what would I swap? I mean, I also you think and go what what am I swap? What am I, what am I really swapping to? I mean, all I mean, my I guess wide receiver positions are. I mean, I I didn't I didn't have Kirk in anything, so I didn't have a sense of how owned he was. Like how how owned he was, 30, was Kirk? 34, 35 in double ups. Yeah, Kirk yeah. was pretty owned. You're you're pretty. Don't you feel like you're pretty far behind if you have Kirk and you know that he just got smoked by MPJ? Or is that, no, is because, that like whatever? Well, I, I still have tank in my line. I mean, from an ownership perspective, I look at this and remember, I'm also mostly playing head to heads. So it's not like, I'm not just looking at, at like, Oh, what's the double up line. I'm looking at my head to heads and I'm seeing that I'm, I'm what 48 points clear of other lineups that have yeah. like, um, like one extra player for me. And I know I'm blocking McBride already. And I know and that they have the Chiefs defense in their, in their, in their, so I'm like, I already know what I'm up against. I'm up against, I'm up against essentially Hurts Watson types of teams. 
And I'm like, well, I already got, I got Lawrence. How, how owned was, was Pacheco and stuff? Was Pacheco like super chalk or was that? In, double, in, in the double ups I saw, 40%. Yeah. So pretty much every team in cash games was some variation of Lawrence or Hertz, some combination of Jonathan Taylor, Rashad White, Isaiah Pacheco, Ramondre Stevenson at running back, Michael Pittman Jr., Christian Kirk, Josh Downs, Tank Dell at running back. Justin Watson. Justin Watson. Did anyone play Dorch? No one had the stones to play Dorch, probably. No, no one played Dorch. Yeah. Uh, and then McBride. I saw and some Deontay Johnson, by the way. 4,900 Deontay Johnson. Okay, there's got to be some site that's doing this because every week Deontay Johnson is about 13% owned in the massive $50 double up. And I never, I never get where, uh, I never get where that's coming from. I, I got to say. Derrick Henry was the other, the other yeah, guy Derrick who got Henry, Steve Derrick Henry cash. was more owned than Rashad White in double ups. I know. It was nuts. There Eric must have been Henry one was site more owned that than just... Jonathan Taylor in GPPs. I, I was by by double. There must have been yeah. one site that was just crazy projecting Henry because yeah, he was in a lot of head to heads. I I gotta I gotta say, Justin and Nate played the right team. Everything everything like for like knowledge before the slate, seeing this slate play out. You guys you guys definitely played right. Honestly, for me, the reason why I did not play your guys's team, I, I the Lawrence team that I looked at didn't have Ramondre. It had Pacheco and a downgraded defense. I think it had Pacheco and the Eagles. But really, to me, at the end of the day, uh, I I just did not want to play Trevor Lawrence. It was it was a, a playing scared moment of being like I've seen Trevor Lawrence put up too many sixteen balls, and I've seen Jalen Hurts put up too many nineteen balls. But I I guess really at the end of the day, the the key to the entire slate was Zay Jones, right? So it was Zay Jones. You don't play Christian Kirk because Zay Jones is back, and you play Trevor Lawrence because Zay Jones fixes everything that's wrong with the Jaguars' offense. I think playing Trevor Lawrence was having faith in C.J. Stroud. That was really the play. Is yeah. We just had faith that Houston at home was going to be able to keep pushing them. And I think the Jacksonville games where Lawrence hasn't done much is because they've just kind of – it's been slow play. It's been a slog. They've kind of just run it because the opposing team like just wasn't good. But – each of Houston games, Stroud throws for his three, 400, 500 plus yards. And that forced Lawrence to actually kind of keep up. And uh, yeah, that, I, that was the the kind of confidence to it. I mean, we're going to get another Lawrence stud. Yeah. The only other decision I was really struggling with was because uh, I had the salary in my build to go Rashad White to um, Pacheco. Um, and I was waffling on that because I, I just, a late week injury, like a Friday night knee even yeah. though he's good to go, I'm like, if there's even somewhat of a risk, these guys are half a point of projection difference. Why am I playing? Why am I playing into that fragility? But then I just stuck with, I stuck with that's, white. That's I definitely one where if it goes bad, you are just kicking yourself. Where like, if oh, he yeah. does leave in the second quarter, you're like, I'm such an idiot. My yeah. only thought, yeah, my thought there was, I almost did it just to get the late swap flexibility because the way we played it, all three running backs were in the early games. And so yeah. if things kind of went crappy, all I really had to swap was like Justin Watson and Trey McBride. And that would have been like Njoku, Njoku. and like MVS or Shakir or something like I was trying to figure it and it wasn't pretty. So I almost thought of, hey, let me consider the Pacheco just to give me some additional flexibility. But then I was like, nah, just play the stones. Yeah. Yeah. And then the only other guy that I think we haven't talked about that was pretty owned was Demario Douglas uh, for Patriots, but I just wasn't I was not, I was not playing anyone. I was not playing anyone from that game. I mean, Ramondre's workload is different, but Demario. Yeah. Not going to do that. 
Ramondre and Patriots. I'm surprised Patriots weren't higher on. I know it's your, you're right because the trains ended up getting people off of it, but like that felt like a going against the giants, like this giants team with, uh, you know, DeVito back there taking so many sacks. I don't know how that wasn't like a, Hey, start from here, lock it in. Yeah. yeah I, I think it was just a function of the trains. This was the biggest train week we've had since week two, uh, 7.8% of the $25 double, but was on the same. Cause there was, the was only team. like, there was only like 96 teams. There was only like 16 total clicks yeah. for eight roster spots in play. So that's just going to lend itself to big time trains because people are going to find it by accident. I, I know it's going to be a week like that when every DFS chat I'm in, someone posts the team, right? Like they're all, they all use different projections. They all like, they all have their own opinions on all the sites and they all come to be like, oh yeah, this is probably the right team. And I'm like, well, even Sammy and his ass backward way of building lineups gets to the train. You know, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be popular. Yeah. I Sammy, Sammy people, from the beach. Go ahead. Some Jordan. people played Etienne, played, played the Etienne. I, I you saw, probably saw the Etienne lineup. Nate, I think played. Nate had that. Nate, Nate posted that this morning in our chat as like a potential option. Yeah, but the workload stuff got me off ETN. His his workload over the last couple of weeks has not been what we what we had seen earlier in the year, and so I I moved off of that pretty quickly. But truthfully, I know we'll talk about GPPs, but truthfully, we should have considered Tyron Williams as cash viable because I played him a ton in GPPs because I don't care what Sean McVay says. You could all the projections put in Royce Freeman's. Uh, rushing share and just McVay just takes one running back and he runs him to, into the ground and any game but I mean Royce right? did get the work Royce did have more than 10 rushing they were like, they I, were they were alternating drives the same way that Henderson and him where it was just that Kyron yeah. totally smashed on his yeah, drives I, I don't think you could have played Kyron going into this without seeing that volume first at the price tag. Cause he wasn't depressed. Played a I mean, guy that wasn't... got one target in Justin Watson. He gets... <laughs> at 3k. <laughs> one, touchdown. one touchdown. You're, you're one target, <laughs> one touchdown. Right. You're, uh, you're we, forgetting. Royce Freeman had 13 carries. Kyron had 16. So it was almost like a 50, 50 there. Cause they were alternating. I think the big difference is we saw in the passing game, they trust Kyron there. And Kyron went six for six, 61 and got those two TDs. And I don't think yeah. Royce even had a target. Um, so you see, they definitely use them but, differently. But the, the and they even did that. They even did that with Henderson, right? Like when they were alternating drives, they were never throwing the ball to Roy. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um. All right. Other thing, I mean, it was like literally, it was the most straightforward week in cash ever. If you lost, it doesn't mean you're bad. Uh, I think that, I mean, 
I, I could have lost very easily. Lose. The thing is, is that I scored the worst out of the bunch of us, and I, I, I didn't lose money. Well, this is, I mean, this is now the new thing that DFS touts say, blenders, that all of us say, oh, well, you know, I didn't cash the massive $50 double up, but I got a lot of soft action on head-to-head. So that's just, uh, it's, it, we're, this is totally. I played him on is, FanDuel. I played I, him on FanDuel. <laughs> Blender, did you win on FanDuel, buddy? Yeah, of course I won on FanDuel. <laughs> Everybody wins. But I mean, you know, how hard was it to build a team on, if you did a, if this show was a FanDuel a focus cash game thing would be like four minutes long. Just we like tried four- to, we tried to do it. I played cash on FanDuel in the COVID year because I was so bored and I had nothing to do. And I would try and do like three minutes of it. And it would literally just be like, you could play the highest projected guy at every position, except for the wide receiver three. And if you click the wrong wide receiver three, you lost. And if you click the right one, you won. So it, it wasn't, it was not great content. I lost on FanDuel this week. Herzig, buddy. <laughs> Herzig lost on FanDuel, man. So we gotta put you got you gotta put the tout cone of shame on for that one. I, I played this guy named AJ Brown, and uh that kind of screwed up the rest of my lineup. So that's what that's I, I have not played on FanDuel yet this year, but I observe through the chats. And what I see is that basically like if a if a a, a Cooper Cup and AJ Brown, uh Alvin Kamara, whatever, if they have like a weirdly low price and then you play them anyway. And then they suck. It's like, well, it just doesn't matter. Like you, you can't, you can't really eat uh, an eight thousand dollar guy getting you nine points on Fanduel. You'll, you'll just get absolutely smoked. There was uh, no McCaffrey. If you got McCaffrey, it's so much easier on Fanduel. But uh, when there's no McCaffrey, now you, uh, you, you spend up for AJ Brown and AJ Boss. Okay, let's do GPPs. Uh, we'll try and do this. Uh, we'll try and go a little quicker. So this week, I guys, I've been playing bad in tournaments. I'm having the best cash game year probably of my career ever on DraftKings, and i am giving a lot of it back in in tournaments uh so this week i i ran i just looked at a lot of sim stuff i didn't run anything directly from the sims but i was like sorting by roi and you know all this stuff and i landed on a team that i really liked that i thought was really good and i'm i'm kind of bummed that this team did not work out this is the team that I played in. This was the uh, smaller red zone. So this was the 100K red zone. I played Kyler Murray. I stacked him with Greg Dorch and Trey McBride. At running back, I did Kyron Williams, Derrick Henry, and DeAndre Swift. The All the Sim sites, Run the Sim, Saber Sim. Uh, I do not have access to the solver, so I don't know if this is true, but they all loved DeAndre Swift because he was – when you didn't have one of the quarterbacks from that game, because he was such great leverage on that game. Uh, then I played Puka Nakua and Rashid Shahid is the other wide receivers here. And I played the Patriots defense on this team. That was a, that team was a 36% ROI team uh, from the last set of Sims that I looked at. I felt honestly, I felt like insanely sharp clicking that team. in. it was one of those teams where I was like, I actually think this team uh, can win. And uh, Shahid died suddenly. Pukunakua did nothing because Kyron Williams took all of the available points for the Los Angeles Rams. Derrick Henry, I mean, it's a pretty classic stat line to get two touchdowns and not top 20 points. I mean, that is pretty classic. Derrick Henry on DraftKings.com. Uh, but I, I did, Kyler and Mahomes were my two favorite quarterback plays of the week. So all my teams were variations of double stacks and actually triple stacked Mahomes in the other red zone with Rashi Rice, Justin Watson, and... Travis Kelsey, no bring back there. Uh, anyone have any ROI related comments on that? 
We got nothing. I think you gave up I, too much projection, but that's that's just me. Yeah, you think what with Shahid? You think Shahid was too far no, off? No, no, no. I had a bunch of Shahid. No, no, I don't think Shahid was the. Uh, say the say the team again. Tyler, Tyron, Derrick Henry, DeAndre Swift, Puka Nakua, Greg Dorch, Rashid Shahid, McBride, and the Patriots. Okay, that, that is that isn't that bad. That is that. I mean, Puka. Puka I mean, was the he was the off the wall he was the single digit owned play in that lineup. Right. Well, I mean, I'm I've learned in the past year, uh, from obviously Sims, and just studying like what lineups even in my stuff that is much more blunt that you much prefer if if you obviously the stuff with Swift you're correct like the more lower owned especially running backs because running backs have less correlation with any with other players in your lineup. So if a lot of people are playing Hertz, if a lot of people are playing AJ Brown and you have a 1% on Swift, like it's going to mean a lot leverage wide because it's negatively correlated to the passing game. But another thing that, that you see is that when your correlated pieces are the lower owned parts, the rest of your lineup practically doesn't even matter. Like basically that if you play call, like here's my lineup from the hundred dollar uh, uh, spy that uh, you may make fun of who I played at quarterback, but uh, Mac Jones, please say Mac Jones. No, no. Derek Carr. Yep. I am going to make fun of that. I play. No, it's, it's actually fine. It's actually fine. Derek Carr, Chris. I, I, I like Chris Olave at 6,600 with everyone playing. Yeah. The other guys. Hard, hard agree. Yeah. Right. So what Derek Carr, 1.1%. Olave, 4.4% out with a concussion after 21 points in the first half. Jawan Johnson, 1.1% at tight end because I wanted if how is Carr going to get 300 yards without like multiple? I didn't want to take up Rashid, uh, Shahid two wide receiver spots. But then once I have that, once I have a 1% on quarterback in a 4,000 entry contest, a 4% Olave and a 1% Johnson, my rest of my lineup is Pacheco, Kyron Williams, Tank Dell, Michael Pittman, Trey McBride, Titans defense. It's just like, give yeah. me the best projected, just give me as much projection. And I preferred Kyron Williams. If I was going to play Pittman in my lineup, I wasn't going to play Jonathan Taylor. Taylor. I didn't right. play Taylor in any tournaments. I, I did all Kyron Swift, Bijan, uh, and Pacheco as my running backs. Bijan, I, I feel one of these days where where I feel robbed because my stacks were wrong but my individual plays were right I mean that's why that's why you just play whoever you want right because then it doesn't matter and you just can't well, once you, you can once you stack up a low up, but the thing is is that when you stack low owned stuff then you don't have to worry about like feel free to play play you don't have to go find a two percent on wide receiver that scores right. 25 points it's just like yeah like if Olave does well and if if, you, if Olave puts up 40 points, it's hard for like, dude. We see Millie Maker winners that have like the the quarterback seven on the slate with twenty one points yeah. because like the only reason that guy is in that lineup is because he's correlated with the two percent on guy that put up forty points, and the quarterback position is kind of flat anyway. So like, why why would I put in like I could play this lineup with Gardner Minshew to correlate with Pittman, but it does do I want to play a 14% on Minshew versus a 1% on Carr? Like, like, and then change the defense. Like if Olave right. is the key and Olave and Jawan Johnson, are the key pieces that are low owned, I want the low owned person that correlates with those two people. 
All right, Herzig, you're up, man. Give us uh give us a masterclass. Give me give us a, a screenshot worthy team here. I'm I'm the one sitting in the back of the class right now. I decided to play <laughs> a a Jake Browning um because <laughs> so I'm looking through things and I'm like, okay, this is a slate. We've got three of the big QBs out there. We got, you know, Hertz, Mahomes, Josh Allen, everyone's in on in the Lawrence. I thought that Kyler was gonna get pulled up because everyone's playing Trey McBride. Nate's no like, one's... I can't believe you stole my thunder. I was about to I was about to post a Jake Browning team. I made so much money in the Sims this morning before lock happened. Like my ROI was so high. It was just green, green, green. Uh, Jamar Chase looked like one of the most epic plays out there. And then despite, I can't even, I think he had like 50 yards in tip drill today and he still finished like 12 points. Um, so yeah, I, I, I just did a few different Jake Browning teams, but as you can imagine, I just swapped as much as I could off in the afternoon and ended up on some Kyron for some min caches, but I think process-wise, Jake Browning actually, maybe it's against the better, you know, not as good of a defense as Pittsburgh, but, like, actually has some rushing efficiency. Probably better just go with the single stack with a Jamar when he's going to be virtually, let's see, I think he was, like, 2%. Let me take a look at how low he was. Yeah, 2.5%, 1% Jake Browning. So, like, Sklansky bucks, ka-ching. My only criticism of that, well, I got two. I got yeah, two I criticisms You should have a bunch, but, yeah. So one, I never mind that play when it's a guy who ran a shit ton in college. Like if Malik Cunningham gets a $4,000 start for the Patriots against, you know, whatever team is going to beat them by 13, I got like no issue with that because he could just get 16 running, right? You 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 score a 54-yard rushing touchdown and you're you're pretty much there. But the the other thing is, I really don't hate that on a slate where it's like, oh, well, I wanted to play Tyreek and McCaffrey in the same lineup, but I couldn't do it. And I don't, I get, I mean, I guess Chase is that caliber of a player. Like we've, we've seen him do that ceiling, but without like all the, all the sim running back plays were in the 6,000s. Like I, I didn't really see Kamara or Barkley at all at the, at the top of my sim stuff. So like I, I would not like, I think the Jake Browning play in like a total vacuum of this slate, I, I would not do it, but I like in the total context of DFS, I don't think it's as bad as being like, I'm the guy who played Jake Browning would say. Can we talk about someone else in that, in that game? Justin Watson was 3000, right? Yeah. Pat Fryermuth was 2,900. He was 2,500 last week. And like, like, Everyone loves punting at tight end, and everyone's like, nope, you just play Trey McBride and don't think about tight end. And then you have a we were playing considering Pat Fryermuth in cash games at close to 4,000, like earlier in the season or the end of the last season. And I know the game total was low, but was, was that like an oversight that $2,900 Pat Fryermuth wasn't it, even? It like was totally, it, it actually was completely an oversight. It was just like he came back off the IR last week. And, and the team looked like shit and he didn't run full routes. And so probably, I mean, look, I mean, you, you, anyone's worked on median projections when a guy comes back and doesn't play a ton and sees his targets not be great. That feeds into the projection itself. And he's going to have a lower median target share than he normally would. It also just felt ugly. I mean, yes, I know new, new offensive coordinator, new play caller, but like Pittsburgh, I mean, what Pickett's thrown for like 175 yards a game. He's not throwing for more than one touchdown. So like, 
for us to imagine that Frymuth is going to, what, 100 plus receiving yards? I don't know. It, it felt pretty crazy, but. Um, you you played you played an offensive player from a from a team that's led by Mac Jones. Yeah, as a running back. As a running back, it's different. <laughs> or a defense, I played that too. Um, but yeah, so with, with the Jamar Chase, if you're going to play Jamar Chase, and you say I want to play Jamar Chase, does it make sense then say okay, I need to play Jake Browning? And I think that's the only way you get on Jake Browning. And. Uh, how long, how long was Jamar Chase in the contest that he played? Two, two and a half percent. I was going to say, had to have been like none. But the, Bur- that, but that goes with the concept of the same thing I did with Olave. It's like, if you're going to play Jamar Chase and he puts up 40 points, like how does that have Play the cheap quarterback along with him, and then you don't have to worry about the rest of your lineup anymore. You could just play the best plays. Yeah, 100%. All right, My- Nate, I don't know if you're going to be able to top Jake Browning, but bring us, bring us home, buddy. I mean... In my mind, the perfect Nate play here would either be Matt Stafford and he turns over the absolute nuts because something in his stuff told him that, or like Baker Baker Mayfield here feels like a Nate spot, actually. No, unfortunately, it wasn't. I played bad this week. Um, so I um like looking at his team, I, I did what I've been doing the last few weeks, and I just went really heavy on a team that I felt good about. Um, the issue is the ownership was way higher than I thought it would be. Um, so I did a full on bills stack with Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Dalton Kincaid, Khalil Shakir. Um, and it was way higher owned individually. I thought Diggs was like probably going to be single digits in, in, um, in these small field. I thought Diggs stuff. would be, I thought Diggs would be Jamar Chase level owned, honestly, just the way the projection shook out. And he was 20%. When I saw yeah. that, I was I was like, this is Did a no one play team. AJ Brown? No. So yeah, Diggs was I every one of the Bills players was over 20%. So it was a terrible, terrible, terrible stack. I mean, even the combined stack. So normally, like Blender, you were talking about like when you do your stack, remove the rest of the field and just look at who has that combinatorial stack. Normally, when I do these big stacks, I'm like sharing with one or two or other people in these contests. There's 25 other people who did that exact four man stack, um, which doesn't feel good at all. So uh, I played really bad. Uh, looking back, I, I wish I would have, if I would have known the ownerships, would I wouldn't have played the, that again. But yeah, so I went with a full on Bills stack. Um, and then I filled out pretty chalky around it with Jonathan Taylor, uh, Justin Watson, Trey McBride, Patriots D, and then Derrick Henry was someone else I thought was going to be way lower owned than he was. He ended up another, he ended up like 30% owned. And I was like, these ownerships just blew my mind. So I played bad from an ownership perspective. Uh, but I, I mean, I did think like going into this slate that the Bills stack was going to be under owned. So many people were on the AJ Braun side. A lot of people were on the, um, on the earlier stuff that I just thought, a full-on bill stack. Nate, Not enough people were talking digs. So, Nate, if you looked at Sims, the the problem with the Eagles side was the like, you if you wanted to play Hertz, like the 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 salary dynamics of the lineup became too expensive. Right, too expensive. Yeah. So, like, if you wanted to play that game and you ran it through anything that you wanted to anything, any type of process, you would have found that it vastly preferred the Allen side. Not necessarily digs. If you ran it through stuff, you would see that. Well, oh, yeah, because, you want to play because this game, Shakir, you play through the Shakir Davis, and Kincaid 
were all affordable. Yeah. I, I, the, the number one most plus EV guy with like my settings and everything that I got from that game was Swift, which is hilarious considering that he was like the 11th highest scoring player in that game. Uh, I mean, Nate, I actually, uh, I, I got, I got no issues. I got really no issues with how you, with how you played that one. Seems fine to me. Going into the slay, I didn't, but with these ownerships, it was bad. Like, I mean, Diggs was not, and Diggs was like the third or fourth highest owned wide receiver on that in the red zone. Like, it, it, it that's crazy to me. On the main slate? Yeah. That sounds it like was afternoon tank- only type of ownership. I know. It was Nate, tank- Nate Cal, plays, 32%. Nate plays, he plays like these crazy, he's not playing the big spy. Nate plays like the spies. Like the hundred dollar and the fifty dollar single entries, there are like three hundred people in them. He he. No, this he, one was the red, the hundred k red zone. It was twenty three hundred entries. I mean, it was oh, all right. Stand yeah. corrected. And yeah, Diggs was the. I think he was like the fourth highest. It was Tank Dell, uh, Michael Pittman, Josh Downs, Judson Watson, and then uh, Khalil Shakir and Stefan Diggs were the next two highest owned. He was more owned than Christian Kirk. I, I just yeah, the Bills ownership more owned shocked than me. Pittman. No, right below Pittman. Okay. Because I my projection for for Diggs was like two points lower than people that were, like I had I had like Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua like at a literal higher mean projection than Diggs and Diggs was more expensive so like it seems weird that he would even get up to that. I know a lot of people played the Bill stack is like what the way I'm looking at it is. So what just, was Josh Allen's ownership? Twenty percent. Oh that oh so there you go that's the reason. I'm looking, I'm looking at stuff right now, and I'm looking at this team I played in the red zone that had a four percent on Mahomes and a three percent on Rashi Rice, and I'm just like, I'm tilted. <laughs> yeah, looking at ownership, I would have much rather so been on that. Bad. Oh, we're gonna get there, guys. I mean, over a long enough timeline, I don't know if it's gonna be this lifetime, but eventually, eventually, these decisions are uh, are gonna come our way. Uh, all right, guys, let's get out of here. I'm gonna let. Herzig, what would you like to promote? What would you like the people to watch, read, or listen to? Nothing. Just follow me on Twitter. That's easy enough. This is uh appreciate you joining me. I'm glad I at least brought my gills for the GPPs, even though Nate and I just, you know, got the cash nuts, but it's cool. Yeah. You guys, you guys did. I I uh I I was not prepared. I was not prepared to say that Nate and Herzig played better than me, but they both did. They had what I think was probably the right team. Jordan, what can people listen to watch or read? Well, obviously theory at DFS.com, but do we count Nate saying that he, that he played bad by playing the Allen Sachs is taking an L? No, no, because it's not even funny, but that doesn't count. Because the only time Nate it's Nate, it only counts as taking an L if Sammy and I are laughing at him and he won't do it. Like playing, (laughs) playing uh, 19 commanders in one lineup and then being like, actually the Sims told me it was good. Like that, that, it doesn't it doesn't count it doesn't count nate has to do something that is causing everyone else to laugh at him and for him to ex- explain if you just get yeah, deep enough in the spreadsheet to me the most entertaining part is not is i'm listening and i agree with nate and my, oh i know part is when you two laugh and i go davis and sammy they're the idiots yeah these two that, that's, these the two right. that's the these, bit that's the bit that's the bit that's the bit davis yeah. and sammy think they're sharp but everybody on the other end goes wait a second they're wrong. Yeah, like they, guys, they guys, played the guys, same we line of did. We cannot be taking people. We cannot be taking people behind the curtain right now. You're literally ruining the magic of the show. <laughs> it's not. It's not good. We can't. We can't go there. Uh, everyone, thank you very much for listening. 
we will be back to your regularly scheduled programming for the Gilcast next week. Later.